With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network. Available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live Every weekday from 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. What up with you, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. It's a Thursday. That means we got Thursday night football. Jags and Saints. Yeah. All right. We're broadcasting live in the Tyrac.com studios. Tyrac.com. Hope you get there. Unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection. Over 10,000 recommended installers, TireRack.com is the way tire buying should be. Uh, all right, so we, we'll, do some, we'll do some Thursday night football upcoming. We'll talk some Dolphins in terms of who deserves credit. We got the press upcoming. We got a bunch. We got a bunch to get to. A lot of things to get to. But I want to talk some college football. And... Who better to talk with than a guy who was tremendous quarterback in college, playing the pros as well, now covers it uh, for Bet Online as well as CBS Sports. He's Danny Cannell. He's here on behalf of Bet Online. Check out Bet Online for updated college football playoff conference, Heisman, and college football week eight lines. He joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. DK, let, let's start with your alma mater at Florida State. You know, really, Florida State not hiring Dion. You know, years a couple years ago is what kind of triggered Dion supposedly into getting into coaching, and then stealing away Travis Hunter, who was committed to go into his alma mater. Um, what did you think coming into the season in regards to Florida State and the rebuild job and where they were? So, Doug, I thought this year would be a learning year, a building year, like build the foundation for Colorado. I thought they would be probably a three-win team. You know, I, I was like a lot of people who said, oh, man, their schedule's brutal. It starts off rough. TCU, Nebraska. And I was wrong at the beginning of the year. Um, and then, you know, it takes off, and everybody's like, you know, the, the hype train has left the station. And as you're watching them closely, I just – and it was fun. It's been a great story. But then you start hearing that hype train go a little bit too fast. And it's like, okay, it's time to get off. So I still think it's, it's headed in the right direction. You've brought, you know, millions and millions of dollars uh, in free advertising and free recruiting and brand development to, to Boulder. But I am very, very curious to see how these remaining five games go because 
it's a, it's it will not be surprising if they go zero and five to finish out the year because they're about to get in the thick of their schedule against the better portion of the Pac-12 that they're about to face. Um, okay, what about Florida State? Did you think they could be this good this early? I did, and I still, you know what, because I'm still about the same way I was in the preseason because I picked them to win the ACC, but I did not win, uh, pick them to win a national championship. And that, to me, is kind of where they are. Like, I think they're good enough to win the ACC to get to the playoffs, but can they beat Michigan? Can they beat Ohio State? Can they beat, um, you know, the best Washington, the best teams in the country? I have my concerns because, you know, they've, their best game by far was LSU to open up the season, and they dominated that game. Then they should have been beat by Clemson on the road in South Carolina, squeak out a win there with, you know, you could make a case that Clemson's young quarterback made the wrong decision or else they could have lost that game. And they finally, you know, put a game together last week against Syracuse, but it's still Syracuse isn't very good. And they've been kind of just, you know, kind of ho-hum going along the season. I'd like to see them go out on the national stage to, you know, Saturday night, dominate a pretty good Duke team. When I say dominate, like win by three touchdowns, you know, take care of it from start to finish. Their defense is probably the one thing that has me most concerned about their ability to really go, you know, and potentially be a national championship contender. Um, okay, but Duke this weekend, how big a challenge is that? Well, I mean, they're a two-touchdown favorite for a reason, but I think the biggest reason is that Riley Leonard, the quarterback for Duke, who is a sick basketball player, by the way. I'm sure you've seen the 360 dunk that he did in a game in high school. Uh, he's got some sick hops, and he's got some game. And I, I talked to him a few weeks ago, and he actually said he was always wanted to be a basketball player, took up the sport of football extremely late. He's incredibly gifted. He's a really good athlete playing quarterback. I don't think he's a good quarterback yet, but he single-handedly beat Clemson. I mean, he rushed for over 100 yards, had several big plays in that game. But if even if he does play, you know, at the end of the Notre Dame game, had that really ugly ankle injury where he twisted it, looked like one of those high ankle injury sprains. If he's not fully mobile and, you know, fully back to health, if he's limited in the run game and what he can hurt you most with, I don't think, you know, Florida State will be challenged that much. And if it's their backup, Henry Boleyn, the fourth, he only had, you know, four completions. He was four of 12 against NC State. There's a pretty big drop-off with him. But Mike Elko, the Duke head coach, is a defensive mind. He will have a plan to slow down uh, Florida State's offense, which has been, you know, one of the best offenses in the country behind Keon Coleman, the transfer from Michigan State, who has been absolutely a stud on the outside. Stud Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. That's the voice of Danny Cannell. Danny, I think the 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 popular perception is, nobody's great, right? That nobody's great. And now you take Brock Bowers out for, for Georgia, and their, their margin for error is more slight than it used to be. <clears throat> if I were to ask you, just honest, based upon what you've seen, is there anybody you think is better than, somebody, than everybody else? I think Michigan might be that team. Like, they have dom- – now, they're, again, it goes back to schedule, and that's their biggest – you know, knock against them is, well, who have you beaten? Well, they're absolutely crushing every opponent they played. And now that they're starting to get into Big Ten play, they're still dominating teams in the Big Ten. So I think Michigan is that team. 
I think Washington is a step above, and they showed it against Oregon. Now, that game was an incredible game, and it was at home. I think Oregon is in that category as well. But I would say if there was one team that feels like they should be at the top of college football, I think it's Michigan. And it makes sense because they've been that team that's been knocking on the door, right? They've been back-to-back Big Ten champs. They've been to the playoffs. They had TCU, and you had a couple pick sixes from J.J. McCarthy. Otherwise, they win that game. They just feel like they're ready to take that next step. J.J. McCarthy has been the most efficient quarterback in the country, and the only reason he's not putting up massive numbers is because they don't need him to. He very rarely plays deep into the second half. So I think Michigan is that team that looks the part of the best team in college football. All right, well, there's allegations today that they're stealing signs, which is, <laughs> is, yeah, which is not that, I mean, you tell me, doesn't feel like it's even that big a thing. The big accusation is, they got people advanced scouting in person, which, as we all know, is a no-no. hasn't been allowed in 30 years. What do you think's behind all of this? I don't know. Um, if they are sending people, uh, I remember the Patriots had a guy at the Bengals at a Cincinnati Bengals game, and he got busted with a camera. You know, if they're going that far and it's that nefarious, then yeah, I think it's pretty serious and serious allegations, and there should be serious punishment too. Without details coming out, I don't know what to think. But the fact that the Big Ten has responded and the NCAA, like this is a thing, definitely concerning. But there's also, there's also the aspect of it feels like there's a little bit of a, a spat going on with Jim Harbaugh and the NCAA. Remember, he did have to serve suspension to start the season. He's been pretty uh, petulant, I guess is the word you can say. He, he doesn't love the NCAA, has made no secret of it, and some of the rules that feel stupid. like. So I wouldn't be surprised at all if the NCAA and all of these investigations start digging a little bit deeper. It's like, really? You want to try to take us on? Remember, they have a new president in Charlie Baker who might be saying, all right, well, let's see what else we can find on Michigan. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if they found something. But I need to see, like, proof. I need to see exactly what was taking place because everybody is trying to steal signs. In fact, if you watch on TV now, you, I'm sure you've seen it, you've noticed it, because I've had a couple people ask me about it. There's like this sheet that rolls out, like it, it un, unravels, and it's probably about six to nine feet wide, and they put it right over the play caller. And that is so that on the TV copy, you can't see the, uh, the play caller. Like you can't see the signals and what's being said. That's because of the paranoid coaches that are well aware that people are trying to steal their signals, and it's happened forever. There's a really easy, uh, easy solution, Doug. Just go to the NFL model. Like, put speakers in their helmet. Let quarterbacks have communication with the coordinators. We don't have to worry about this anymore. But, you know, I'm sure they're cutting costs. It's expensive. And even though as much money as college football is raking in, you'd think they'd do it. I guess that's probably my guess. That's what will come of all of this. It'll just speed up the process and getting, you know, communication to the quarterback quicker which is a good thing because I think that would be a good thing for college football. Uh, what, what is your quarterback to quarterback? What's your assessment of Caleb Williams after watching him struggle last week? One back game. You know, I, I didn't really, it was, it was horrible. It was a bad game for him. You see great quarterbacks have bad games all the time. It was at the worst time possible. I do think it cost him the Heisman Trophy, um, especially because he's already won it. Like it's, it's only happened once for a reason. Archie Griffin won it in the 70s. Just even the Heisman, the Heisman winners themselves don't want another guy in that crew. So you'd have to be almost perfect, which Caleb Williams had been on the field, and then he had that game on the massive stage. I mean, a lot of eyeballs watching. I think it cost him. Now, what I also think it possibly could have cost him is the unanimous, there is no debate who the number one quarterback is. I still think he'll be the number one overall pick, 
but that game combined with the stuff that you're hearing out of his camp, which I can't stand, about, you know, does he try to come back with NIL and, and pick his own team? And, you know, is he, is he trying to get a piece of ownership uh, with his, you know, with his draft, you know, his rookie contract? Like, things like that are so far out of whack with what his priorities should be. I think that's what teams will notice as well. And so Drake May at North Carolina has been playing great. He is uber talented as well. I think that game combined with some of those rumblings will open up that debate more than it probably should be. Danny Cannell, uh, join us on behalf of Bet Online. Check out Bet Online for updated college football playoff, conference Heisman, and college football week eight lines. DK, great stuff, man. Have a good weekend. Appreciate it, Doug. Have a great weekend. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. It's Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. If you like using debit over credit, don't you think it's time that you also get rewarded? Now you can use debit cashback. Discover cashback debit. It's a checking account that rewards everyone with cashback on everyday purchases with no fees, period. Check out. Eligibility in terms of discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Uh, we got Thursday night spotlight with Derek Carr in the red zone. I don't know if you know this, but the Saints had over 400 yards of offense last week. But, woo, 19 trips in the red zone, only seven touchdowns. That's 28th in the NFL at 36.8%. The Dolphins, on the other hand, 80% of the red zone trips end up with a touchdown. Last season, Derek Carr finished. Um, 
Last among 33 qualifiers in red zone passer rating, 74.6. That's lowest in the NFL since 2020 from the Raiders. The point is that Derek Carr, I don't know if you want to say pads the stats, but where you really find out about quarterbacks is what they're able to do in the red zone. Offenses as well. You know, between the, between the 20s is fine. What they do inside the 20s or 25s, the high red zone area, is is what it's about. And um, they're without their they're they're likely to be without their starting tackles. Now, conversely, the Jaguars are going to be without their starting guards. Trevor Lawrence a little bit more mobile, and Calvin Ridley um, is I think having going to be outstanding, getting you know more and more used to playing with Trevor Lawrence and playing in the system. I don't know, guys. I. The Saints' defense has been outstanding. Some of that is they haven't played a particularly difficult schedule. But their offense just leads a lot to be desired. And you got the Jaguars, who I know he's got, uh, I think he's got a bit of a knee issue, Lawrence does. But uh, I'm surprised they're not a favorite tonight. Surprised. The uh, By what do you th- the thing oh, that, go ahead. that comes to mind with the Saints is that, like to me, that they um, they personify or epitomize, whatever the word is here, both what uh, what the NFL product is largely like they are a tough watch and they are a lot of field goals and if they do play good defense that's one thing it's just not very exciting so to me the Saints are kind of like personify that that issue with the sport right now that it just isn't a great watch unless you got something riding on it you know I'm gonna tell you I don't think the NFL is any different than it's been in terms of quality of watch I think the difference is now we can see every game. Make sense? It's a lot like people say, well, officiating is worse than it's ever been. No, it's not. You can just see because the replays are so clear. And we have so many good, great camera angles. Like, we're just seeing referees are probably better than they've ever been. We can just see more. It's the same thing with these games. Byer, do you think these games are being played at a lower level than in previous years? Um, yes, but I also agree with you on a whole that, and that's been that's been the revelation of the past five years as we see it more. But we're we're coming off of a week where the point total was, on average, scored by each team was the lowest since 2014, and we had two teams last week score 30 points or more. Jaguars were one of them. They beat the Colts scoring 37, and the Dolphins were the other scoring 42. So, it, and the two teams that were on by were the Packers and Steelers. So everybody was playing except those two teams, and uh, you know you're right. Like we were, we watched Bills Giants, and and the type of game that was. And I think that it's kind of been the overall thought uh, to your point, Doug. But I think that there was something about last week, and I think that there was something about there is something about this season now. Whether it's a trend, I I, I don't know, but it feels like last year there was kind of bad football and now in the first 6 weeks of the year we've had kind of two or three weeks that have kind of been huh you know and i still think we're in the newness age the honeymoon stage of the nfl season which probably wears off right about now cuz we're in week 7 but yeah i don't think it's been great i mean we've talked about the you and i have talked about this Doug there's kind of the the lack of practice time and training time kind of leading to maybe a worse quality on the field and maybe even more injuries. I mean, all the injuries don't help the product, right? Um, so, I mean, it's it's kind of become a thing over the last couple of years. Not to not to put you guys on the spot, but yeah, who's been awesome this year? 
Who's been awesome? The Play- Niners. Yeah, Niners. The, oh, players. And the players. Niners. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. Tyreek Hill. Yep. Tua. Tyreek Hill. And CMC. Yeah. And then you go, all right, what about Devontae Adams? Well, Raiders have won, but he hasn't done anything. We've seen Josh Allen. He hasn't been really spectacular. Dak's been the roller coaster. No one on the Cowboys offensively, you would say, is has been great. Sure. The, the Lions, for as great of a team as they are, really seems like it's a Jared Goff, David Montgomery, you know, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Sam Laporta combo thing. Um so like even the even the good teams and the great teams, you aren't having greatness shine outside of Miami and maybe San Francisco. It's kind of just been there. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, look, Mahomes, and part of it is, you know, Mahomes yeah. hasn't been as good as the reputation of Mahomes is. But I would also say, again, if we, you know, you take Tyreek Hill off of off of their team, they just they don't have that much outside of Kelsey, and you know, Kelsey's been good, made some huge plays, some huge catches. Um, but I also think that's the sport, you know, is that we. If we went back and looked, we'd see this is more. I, I I respect the stat that you had to back it up, Dan, but I also think that like this is kind of the sport that teams end up. Most teams end up right around that used to be you know nine and seven. Now it's like from you know from nine wins to seven wins is a really clumped together, and that's because there's a lot of very average football, and there is the the rarity is the one team that explodes early in the season. You know the. Uh, the, the Peyton Manning year where he had, what do you have, 40 touchdown passes? or right? And then you had one with the Patriots when they were undefeated, and it feel, felt like we were on that track with the Dolphins until they ran into the Bills, and now people have sort of kind of feel like they may have cracked the code. And the Niners were on that path as just being overall dominant as a team, but they're more of an ensemble cast outside of CMC, and the problem with him is you think he's always going to get hurt. It's Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the Tyrac.com studios. Got a lot, to, uh, I, I still a lot to unpack. Here's, here's Mike McDaniel was Mike McDaniel when he was asked who deserves most credit for the Dolphins' offense. My answer to that would would be who the f cares. Um, I've coached stuff a long time. I haven't seen um, people do what our guys do to try to say it's this person or that person um, is kind of missing the point. It is a a team working together, people working together. You know what I mean? Like we're all connected in that way. So I think I think here's the thing. Um, Tua is a guy who yeah, the truth is somewhere in the middle. Could he survive in a different system? Probably not. But concocting the perfect system for your quarterback just so happens to be the job of a coach. You know, we were actually talking about this uh, yesterday. Yesterday I was, I was at big 12 basketball media days and we were talking about, you know, that how much of your success is based upon your own uh, abilities. How much of it is based upon the circumstances that you play under. You know, and it's like um, it's like with with Steph Curry and Johnny Flynn 
And they were giving me guys were giving me grief. They're like, "Yeah, you're the you're the idiot that thought Steph Curry couldn't play." And of course, they know I I know they I didn't say he couldn't play. I thought Johnny Flynn had more upside. I thought Johnny Flynn was the next Kevin Johnson. Right? Uh, I did. I thought he was the next Kevin Johnson. Kevin Johnson, the the former mayor of Sacramento, star with the Phoenix Suns, and he went to the Minnesota Timberwolves, who were coached by Kurt, Kurt Rambis, and Kurt Rambis put him in the triangle. If you know anything about basketball, if you're a guy who needs the basketball to make plays and comes off of a ball screen and is an attacking guard, that's the last offense you ever want to play in. Right? Look at the successful teams that Phil Jackson had running the triangle and look at their point guard. Right? Steve Kerr was a backup most of his career, except in the triangle where he could play off the ball a ton. Derek Fisher, he never won or did anything outside of the Lakers, but he's the perfect fit opposite Kobe Bryant to play in the triangle, a guy who didn't really need the ball in his hands to make plays. Anyway, it's the idea of circumstance. You know, if you're, a, if you're set to a certain style or scheme, you got to draft a guy or acquire a guy that fits that style or scheme, or you got to run something else. Do I think anybody could succeed under Mike McDaniel? I do not. I do not, because you have to make quick reads, quick throws, get rid of the football. Do I think others could? Absolutely. Absolutely. Dolphins are going to be interesting because we do we have seen this before where teams get off to a red-hot start in terms of uh, running away. It feels like they're running away from the league, and then slowly but surely, you know, people start to catch up. And slowly but surely, they kind of pull them in like a rope, and catch up to them. That, that does, in fact, happen. And you look at the Dolphins now, and they're going to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. And I will grant you, the Eagles have not been great this year. But it sure feels like their physicality defensively is going to challenge to a tongue of Iloa and play on the road. Like, look, if they win this game, and the Eagles are a two-and-a-half-point favorite, they win this game... And I don't know enough about the schematics of the of the matchup. But it feels like on the road in that environment, going to be a tough one for the Dolphins. Tough one for the Dolphins. Do you guys ever just do this? I do this with my son all the time. Just ever pick, ever pick. And tomorrow we have a ton of picks coming up for you. Do you guys ever do where you just pick every game regardless of spread and you realize it's a lot harder than you think? You ever done that? That's I do it with my son every week, and I think he's up. Uh, he's, he's up four weeks to two, and he didn't study it nearly as much as I study it. Just winners, right? Just winners, not no lines, no lines. You ever done that? I've done it because yeah, I do. It, I do it with family back home. I get a call from my thirteen-year-old cousin every Wednesday at five o'clock, and he calls me for my weekly picks straight up. And it's, it's really hard. It is. It is. Now, are these uh, are these picks weighted? Have you ever done one of those pools where you put like yep. at the top the thirteenth most confident, and you get the point system? Is that what that is? Yes. I do not do weighted. I just do. We just pick every game. I do a you weighted know? against the spread pool. Oh, weighted against That's the spread. Yes. Jeez. Good luck with that. It might as well yeah. just flip a, a coin. That's a lot of work. It is. <laughs> Trust that feels me, it exhausting. is exhausting. That feels like a lot. But think about of it. Work. Like if you were to put if if you're to to rack up the points, it's a completely 
I mean, I really would be better off betting the money to try to hit a five-team parlay with the spread than just ranking it and putting some cash in at the beginning of the season and hoping to win the pot. Like, it'd be much. It's actually a stupid thing for me to do. I should, I should if I was uh, really, really wanting to get into it, is to do that. Just put a five-team parlay of the team's top five teams that you thought. But well, guys, yeah, I'm I, in both. I'm still trying to figure out the give and take points. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's where I'm at. You'd probably finish in first. <laughs> oh, John was willing to take 14 points on the Dolphins on Sunday uh, last Friday, so that's very gracious of him. Um, well, I mean, we can ask Jared Smith. He's going to join me in the pod, right? Don't we have him for the book for yeah, the pod? Yeah, on the, the pod. podcast. Okay, Jared, we can ask him about give and take, or we could have a that could be a good betting segment, give or take. Like I just made it up, just like that. <laughs> Do you want to give it or and take on, it? On, on, on behalf of behalf of John Ramos, who didn't understand the give and take, we debut a new segment on the Doug Gottlieb Show called Give and Take. You know what's interesting, guys, is we were just talking about quality of play in the NFL. Yep. And I was watching last night's Rangers-Astros game and realizing that, um, I mean, look, the Astros were – Alvarez is incredible. He had a home run taken away, but that dude just—he's just hitting the snot off the baseball, snot out of the baseball. But I—it's interesting. Like we have not had any really iconic fall classic games in baseball. Like these playoffs, in addition to eliminating the top seeds, have kind of been nondescript in terms of, you know, pitching decisions and uh, bottom of the ninth plays. It feels like it's been relatively boring, but not because the quality of play from the winning team, but none of them have been terribly close. Yeah, I would say the only thing that has been must-see TV is every Phillies home run because of how that ballpark in Philadelphia responds. Yeah. Like, that's an amazing scene. Truly is. What Did is you guys the... see the video of the two Eagles? Yeah, I was just about to, to bring football? that up. So those are Eagles? Yeah. I, I keep yeah. seeing it without the sound up. So those are two Eagles having a conversation. What are they mic'd up or something? DeAndre Swift yeah. was one of them. Yeah, DeAndre Swift, and it was like the first baseball game they've ever been to, and ah. they're trying. They're trying to. They're trying to figure it out, like what it's what it's all about. Amazing. It's it's good video. It's really good video, but like baseball has not with, and and obviously the numbers are not going to change in the immediate. But it's like you're trying to convince somebody that baseball is so much better now, so much better regular season watch than it had been. And I'm guessing postseason scoring is probably up, although I don't know. I haven't seen the stats to that. But it just hasn't given us any series yet or game yet that you're like, man, that's baseball. You know, like pitching decisions and changes and a stolen base or anything just hasn't given us. Like the, like the one game that it gave us was the last series with the Phillies where, um, you know, Bryce Harper got caught. You know, uh, not tagging up and got doubled up at second, and that was a close game. Outside of that, there haven't been any of those the iconic, you know, back and forth one run games decided by a pitching decision or you know a ground out or double play or some crazy play. I mean, I, I'm probably going to keep going back to this one, but you know, when when your top five teams with the fo- top five records in, in baseball get eliminated before your championship rounds, you're really kind of cutting yourself off at the knees as far as just like interest from the general sports fans anyways um and i think boring if you're going to use that word or if somebody's going to use that word i think most of the sports watching public is feeling that way about october baseball right now that's just not good for the sport 
they don't have their best teams playing at the time when they're supposed to have the most eyes. And you're right, there haven't been any anything delivered, any any moments. So I as a baseball fan, as somebody who loves this thing, it's it's it to me it's disappointing. Yeah. Now Astros Rangers feels like it's gonna that we're we're gonna get right, because you know the the Rangers go in and win the first two games. Astros won last night in Texas. It does feel like if the Astros can win more and more game, we're gonna get there. Game six and game seven should be awesome. But we just haven't gotten there yet. No, uh, help me out. The Eagles players, this is baffling to me right now. The Eagles players have never been to a baseball game or just not a Philadelphia Phillies game. I think I felt like a baseball game okay, at all. Okay, because I don't play any professional sports and I've been to games all the time. I know base. I mean, I don't. How could they have not been to, how could a professional athlete not have been to a professional game of another sport? That's well, shocking why would to me. They? Well, I don't think so. Most kids don't like. Again, it all depends on your demographic, but lots of kids don't. They don't play baseball as much anymore. I mean, you've seen so many people throw out a first pitch. Like, have they ever thrown a baseball? And the answer is no. But no. that doesn't mean they. Ha- that doesn't mean just because you can't throw a baseball doesn't mean you haven't been to a baseball game. I think more people than you you believe have never been to a baseball yeah. game. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. If you if you grow up, let's just say, I don't know. Montana or Mississippi, uh-huh. where are you going to go to a baseball game? You're going to just drive. But I mean, they've been in Philadelphia. Know. How long have they been in, in the professional sport? I guess if they were rookies, yeah. But if they're not, wouldn't they have been at some point to a, a Phillies game or any professional sports game? They, oh, they wouldn't no. live in Philadelphia okay. in the offseason. No, they're, they're in the offseason. Okay. And when they're in Philadelphia in the offseason for OTAs and then they. And and that's where they are. That's their. That's what they do for work. Hope they had a good time then. I mean, some of your. <laughs> yeah, you're like. I mean, Ron was like super bitter. Listen to this. <laughs> yeah. he, hey, he grew up ten minutes pro- from Dodger Stadium. Yeah, everybody yeah. should be doing every a professional game. team in his backyard. Look at that. It was Grilling DeAndre Swift and Terrell all Edmonds. night long. <laughs> Jeez. The I think the left leaning uh, media types would say, "Hey, this is a great example." Uh, you know, blacks are just not interested in, in in baseball. This is this is a perfect example, and they would show this over and over again. Do you think the left would think that? Yeah, the left leaning media, left leaning media. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think you'd get people that would say. I mean, like Terrell Edmonds, he grew up in Virginia, in Danville, Virginia. So he's and he's 26 years old. Uh, Danville, Virginia, is right on the border of Maryland, nowhere near where the Nationals play, nowhere near Major League Baseball. So yeah, I, I think a lot of it's where you grew up. Where, where you grew up, Ramos? Okay, that's you know? a valid point. I maybe I just assume that professional athletes. See I think professional other, athletes. Yeah. Well, first of all, I think the NBA games are a little bit more popular to go to, probably uh, than than NFL games. I mean, look, I know lots of people who have never been in an NFL game. I think an NFL game has been more sparsely attended by other, you know, one, because one, when you're a kid, they're really expensive. Two, you know, again, they're in specific locations. Three, you may have been to a college game, not a pro game. And four, also, like, if you actually like watching them on TV, going to a game, you can't watch everything else on TV. 
I would say NFL games have been less attended by former by professional athletes. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Two to Jordan. Swing and a shot to center field. That's a base hit. Maldonado scores. Altuve around third base. He'll score. A two-run single for Alvarez. It's 7-2 to two Astros. The 1-2. Ground ball softly hit right at Pena. Shortstop has it. Shovels the second for one. Altuve to first. And that is the ball game. The Houston Astros take game three from the Texas Rangers, winning tonight by the final of 8-5. to five. Rangers lead the series two games to one. Stug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. That's our progressive play of the day. Progressive is making things even easier. They help you bundle your home and car insurance together. You can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or call 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Astros beat the Rangers. Jordan Alvarez, what a player. I mean, two RBI single that really sealed the game. Made it 7-4. to four. That one, it was right on his fists. Right? He just muscled it out there. And then, of course, he had a home run that was robbed in center field. Great defensive play. Astros end up winning 8 Two five. Let's get to the press. The press. Dan Byer, what do you got? Doug, the Michigan football program under investigation by the NCAA following accusations they illegally stole signs of their opponents. Now, it was reported by Yahoo that two opponents this season believe Michigan knew their offensive and defensive play signals. One of those may have been 
Rutgers. This was Rutgers head coach Greg Schiano doing his halftime interview with the Big Ten Network at halftime of their game against Michigan, where the Scarlet Knights trailed 14-7. to Coach, four penalties for your team in the first half. Some that cost you. How do you clean that up in the second half? Well, there's some stuff going on out there, so we just got to slow it down a little bit. There's some things going on that aren't right as well, so we'll talk about how to handle it. This Michigan defense keeping Gavin Wimsett in this passing game in check. How do you adjust? Well, just got to keep playing. You know, in the game, we just got to keep playing. All right, thanks, Coach. <laughs> so, uh, Rutgers lost that game 31 to seven. They were down 14 to seven at the half, lost 31 to seven. Good adjustments, by the way, that they made. Good adjustments. <laughs> yes. Good adjustments. Uh, the Athletics says Michigan State considered not playing the game Saturday against Michigan. I couple. Yeah. I couple. So Take you knew this coming in. Do it. You right. have plenty of time to change your signals, if you will. Has no effect on you. And you're like, yeah, we wouldn't play. We 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 were not going to, but we'll play just because we have to. Like, get the actual frick out of here. We choose nobody not believe- to play. Hey, Michigan State. Nobody believes you. Zero people believe you. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. No, that's all right. That's all right. Uh, <laughs> you know, we'll play just, you know, it's for, for the kids and the fans. We'll play, but we're not happy about it. We were going to think about not playing. Can't do it. Like, yeah. uh, Tulsa and Rice apparently having the uh, some uh, football action tonight. Prior to the game in Tulsa, they're going to try to break the world record for the world's largest beer tasting event. Saw that on the uh, college I am in Stillwater, Oklahoma. It's about an hour from here. You could do the double dip. You could do that, then go see the Pistons play the Thunder at uh, the BOK Center right next door. So you could do a little beer tasting, a little Tulsa football. Yeah. You know, beer with rice is really good. That's what it is. Just bring along a designated driver. And, uh, Doug, about 27 minutes ago, I said I wanted to make a point about Jaguars and Saints tonight because you love the Jaguars. Remember, Jacksonville is coming off of a week in London. They went back home. They had an opponent that they know very well that they already beat uh, earlier this season in the Colts. Now you got a short week with a banged-up quarterback in Trevor Lawrence. Banged-up offensive line, too. Yeah, yeah. I can can see why the Saints got the edge, even though they lost last week in Houston. uh, And Saints traditionally a really good home team. Yeah. They've lost one. Lost to Tampa at home this year. And it's another point of just parity in the National Football League. It's tough to get an edge uh, as well when rosters are even and schedules are like this. And that's the oh Christian McCaffrey still day to day, but Niners head coach Kyle Shanahan says they got good news, uh, encouraging news on his oblique injury. That's the press. Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. So, Bayer, are you taking the Saints? Taking tonight? the Saints tonight. Yep. Ramos, who are you taking tonight? I'll take the uh, Saints as well. Uh, Jay Stu? Yeah, the Jags are going to be grounded. Uh, okay, I'm going to give you my pick in the bonus podcast. It's live now on the iHeartRadio app. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first listen. listen. 
This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.